Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast with your hosts, Rail Bricker and Lindsay Adams. And our special guest today is Maz Farrelly. Uh, Maz is a keynote speaker, trainer, MC. She helps individuals and companies find their X factor so that they're super interesting. Welcome, Maz. Oh, gents, thank you so much for inviting me. It's a joy. Now, Maz, you're currently in New York, but I believe you, you, you base yourself in Sydney, but you, you're just telling me moments ago you don't have a home, you only have a PO box. So I hope it's a big one and it's got at least a lounge room or a kitchen or something in there where you can... Uh, you suggesting I'm, are you suggesting I'm large, Lindsay? Are you suggesting I'm large? <laughs> <laughs> so well, this today has gone off to a bad start, talk. hasn't it? I'm, I'm leaving that one right alone. Uh, yeah. But today we're here to talk about the top five tips for having the X factor. Now, um, Maz, you've, you've been to more showbiz parties than Kim Kardashian Spanx, I believe, and been down more red carpets than a Dyson vacuum. I love those lines. Um, tell us what's tip number one for people to have the X factor. So I made the X factor uh, for a few years with the lovely uh, Scary Spice, Melby, Ronan Keating, uh, Nat Bass and Guy Sebastian, the loveliest people in the world. And what was interesting about it is some people walk into the room and they are utterly engaging. And we try to work out what it is. And it really is, you know, the X factor. So there are very many things that you need uh, to stand out, whether you're a speaker or whether you're a CEO or you're an MC, whatever your job is. At some point, you will need to be noticed. You will need to get people's attention in some way, whether it's for a meeting, for a date, whatever it is. Number one, you have to have a unique selling point. You have to be different to everybody else around you. So you guys are speakers, you speak on specialist topics, you have a podcast. No one else is going to be like you. No one has lived through your experiences. So how do you tell me your story? How do you tell it in a way that is fascinating, that is going to stick in my brain? So number one, no white noise. Now, white noise is the stuff that people say all the time. So they say things like, um, I really want to win this. Going to give it 110%. It's not my time to go. I've had 14-year-olds say to me, this is the most important day of my life. That you're 14. You've only been alive for like yeah. five minutes. It doesn't mean anything. White noise is the stuff that people say, and it means nothing. And you simply cannot remember it. So things like I'm a passionate marketing person with 14 years experience working for the biggest brands in the world. I'm a real people person. I'm passionate about what I do. You're, oh, my dear Lord. Could you be more boring? I cannot remember you. So number one, lose the white noise. Number two, replace it with what I like to call sticky information. Now, there is a clue in the title here. And sticky information is information that sticks in the brains of the people that matter to you. It's the stuff that they remember about you. Come on, give me a for example. So when you, uh, I just work with, um, bizarrely, work is quite cyclical, isn't it? That do, I mean, maybe you find this, but I find that maybe I'll have two months where I just work with lawyers and I'm going through a period of estate agents at the moment. It's like, I'm, my name's been written on the toilet of some estate agent somewhere. And everyone's going, we should book her. 
but it kind of comes in, you know, in patches, kind of like, you know, legal people or music people or entertainment people or lawyers. So I was going through a period of lawyers, lawyerly people. And there was a lady who had a very senior job. But when she started to describe what she did within the company, I wanted to tear my own ears off and stamp on them. It was so <laughs> dull. And eventually we worked out what her one line is. So when people say to her, what do you do? She says, you know, I'm a senior partner with X. What I do is I keep very senior CEOs out of jail. That's a nice line. Like it's so it. much more interesting than saying uh, I am a senior partner with we are litigators and we, you know, oh, dear Lord, one punish. La, 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 la. Yeah. If you say stuff that's boring, this is what happens. People say, I'm just going to go and get a coffee, but I'll be right back in a second. I would love to talk to you. And they never come back. They leave. They're going to witness protection. So you will never ever find them ever again. Or they get on a plane like Raoul for 68 uh, hours to get back from Canada. But you, you disappear. You kind of go, I'm just not interested at all. If you introduce yourself in a way that's interesting, guess what? People are interested. I mean, it really is so simple. It's such a crazy thing. When I talk about the concept of white noise, this is what happens. People contact me afterwards and they say, I realize I speak in nothing but white noise. My LinkedIn is white noise. When I introduce myself, it's white noise. You gotta go, I know it's everywhere. When you look for it, it's everywhere. And when we speak in white noise, nobody can remember. And everybody has an interesting story. It's just they don't tell it. I've never, ever in my entire career, and I've been doing you know, this kind of work for 7,000 years, I've never met anyone who wasn't genuinely really interesting. But they very often will describe themselves in such general terms that you want to kind of punch yourself in the face. And I would say this to you, handsome gentleman, how often have you heard the word precedented? You know, we're in unprecedented times. You know, it's really, you know, what's going on at the moment is unprecedented. I put this to you, Your Honour. When was the last time you lived in precedented times? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Like, genuinely. Yeah, no. It's when was the last true. time? Yeah. You kind of went, oh, do you know what? Everything is happening just the way I thought it was going to happen. It's remarkable. It's absolutely precedented. So I'm talking of a precedent. Let's move on to your tip number two for having the X factor. Sticky information. Sticky information. What are you going to say that sticks? Because it's the opposite of white noise. White noise is the stuff that doesn't stick. It's the stuff that you hear and you just go, I literally could not be less interested in you. When you use sticky information, this is what happens. People say, that's interesting. Yeah, so, so how would you... You turn, you know, as you said, the lawyer who keeps people out of jail. Would that be the sticky information? And then people say, oh, I better put your number in my phone so I remember you when I need you. Yes, if you can describe what you do in a way that is about your audience, that matters to them, uh, if you can have a great one line that you whip out of your back pocket whenever anyone says, what do you do? Do you think about, so... Do you know Dicko from uh, the telly, from yeah. Idol? And, but yeah, so Dicko is a mate of mine, and we did Celebrity Apprentice together, and he won it because uh, he's very, 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 very clever. And Dicko, as well as being uh, on the telly, he's a producer, and he comes up with ideas. 
And he went into Channel 10 with some other very, very clever people, and they'd come up with an idea called Can of Worms. So if I said to you, gentlemen, what is a can of worms? Can you describe what the term can of worms means? What would you say? Well, a disaster, a problem, a, a maelstrom, in my it, words. It's quite yeah. difficult to describe. So it's kind of like when you open the tin, you open the can, the worms get out, you can't put the worms back in again. It's yep. something, it's a thread that you pull. Mm. And when you pull that thread, oh my goodness, it just goes on forever. And it's icky. So, yeah, it's difficult to describe. It's not sticky information. It's kind of a bit general. So they thought this. When we're going to pitch this idea, this TV show, which is called Can of Worms, and it was made, uh, and it was about one topic that you can never get to the end of, that you just start to describe it, and you never reach the end. It just It's something that goes around in circles. They said, why don't we, instead of pitching it, why don't we go in, and why don't we play it with them? So they went in, they sat down, and they said to the people from the network, we have a question for you. Okay. I said, is it racist to say that black men have bigger penises than white men? And the people from the network did the same face you two are pulling right now, which is a kind of whoop. And then one of them said, yeah, totally, that's racist. And then someone else in the room sort of tittered and went, but it's a compliment. And then someone else in the room said, it's a racist compliment. And then someone else in the room said, I don't think you can have a racist compliment, can you? It's either racist or it's a compliment. Yeah. It can't be both. Yeah. And then Dicko said, welcome to Can of Worms. Ah. And they bought the show. Love it. Now, you could go in and you could do a very general, so it's an idea that, you know, the, when the worms get out, you can't put them back in. It's a thread you pull and, you know, or you can go in and you can just think a little bit differently and use sticky information. Now, I remember that story. He told me that 10 years ago. And you'll probably remember it and make you think about pitching and how you pitch differently to the world. Yeah. But when we are just a little bit kind of sticky, people remember it. And it takes a bit of work. You know, it's much harder than going in and being really obvious and saying, you know, really general stuff. But we absolutely, we have to think like that, I think. Well, okay, so let me ask you a question. Does sticky have to be out there? I mean, when I say out there, no, does it have to be contrarian is it is that something that makes it sticky uh think about your audience so every room you walk into it's a different audience so when i introduce myself uh to you know a showbiz bunch of people who book me for showbiz stories i will say to them i've made the biggest shows in the world with the biggest teams budgets and stars you know if you've shouted at the telly i've probably made it and my content's been watched Eight billion times. If it's to a room of young influencers, I will say to them, you know, my name is Maz. I've made some of the biggest shows in the world. I once broke Twitter, interestingly. And okay, okay. If it's a bunch of CEOs, I walk into the room and I say, you know, you're looking at me and thinking, what am I going to learn from, you know, an ex TV producer? But when I say to you that I would be in charge of budgets of 125 million at any point, and you could stop me and ask me exactly where we were on any of the budgets, I could tell you. And by the way, we will turn that 125 million probably into about, about 800, 900 million for a network. They kind of listen. Sticky. Yeah, that's sticky. Yeah. It's sticky. Okay. So I it's appropriate it. to the room that you walk into, really. Uh, you know, if you walk into a room full of nuns, you change your tone. If it's a room full <laughs> of children, you change your tone. So um, look at your audience and make it appropriate. It's essentially what I've been doing for 400 years. I think you have to think differently. So if everyone thinks 
in a straight line, you can replace them. So there's no need for me to book you. If you're like every other speaker or every other trainer, I can throw a dart into any agency, book anyone. But if you're different, I can't replace you. I can only book you because what you have is different to everybody else. You think differently. So there are only two ways of thinking, I think. Uh, one is you think 1% harder than everyone else. You're 1% better. Or you think in the completely opposite way to everyone else. So there's a show called The Weakest Link. And it came to us at the BBC uh, from a doctor. And he wrote, this is a show, a quiz show, where at the end of each round, you vote for the person you think is your greatest competition or the person you think is the weakest link. And we thought, that's different. That's smart. A little bit different to what everyone else is doing because everyone else is doing big Ridge Grundy come on down kind of shows. And we wanted to make it even more different. So we said, you know, when you watch a quiz show and a geography teacher doesn't know the highest mountain in the world, and at home you're thinking, you dumbo. Yeah. Why don't we say it to them? Why don't we just say, you are a dumbo? It's different. Why don't we make the host a little bit grumpy? Because everyone else has big smiles. Why don't we give her clothes that are really angular and dark? Because it's different. Why don't we shoot it in the round? Because no one shoots anything in the round. It's very, very difficult. Where do you hide the cameras? You've got to be really smart about shooting it in the round, in a, a round circle. Why don't we have an audience that you don't really see? So we did everything that could be the exact opposite of what everyone else was doing. Now, if we'd made it like everyone else, we'd be in a very, very competitive market. But actually, we were offering the marketplace something they'd never seen before. It was completely different. It was a quiz show with extraordinary strategy. And by the way, it was very, very honest. You know, people were stupid. We said, I'm terribly sorry, but, you know, that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You were the weakest thing goodbye. I was actually watching the other day, and I actually was flicking channels, and I saw probably a rerun of it at this moment, but exactly that, where the where the host actually turned around and says, you, in my opinion, you were the weakest link because you didn't answer anything this round. And now, John, what do you think of these people? I know. It's very, it's a good example, I think. It's one of my favourite examples of thinking very differently uh, because most people do think the same. And think a little bit harder is actually harder. And for businesses and for speakers, you know, if we're the same as everyone else, what's the point? It has to offer something extra. It has to be, you know, entertaining and engaging with great stories. It's it has to come out with a big punch. Yeah. yeah, it's the X yes. factor. And so, so what is the next uh, tip you have for having the X factor? Uh, you have to have a unique selling point. So what is your unique selling point? Lindsay, what? Is your unique selling point? I'm six or eight. I have much hair on the top of my head. I'm very memorable. Stand but I would say there are other people out there that are six foot three and don't have much hair. <clears throat> if it can be, if that title, if your sentence can be given to someone else, is not unique. It has to be yours. It's a very difficult thing to do. It's really, really, really hard, which is why, you know, companies and people get me in to help them do it. Yeah, uh, but you've got to find what's different. You know, in the speaking circuit, I don't know anyone else who's a TV producer. I mean, I'm sure they're out there. But I haven't met any, so 
it gives me a nice unique selling point very true you know when i tell stories they are stories of showbiz people that you know and tv shows that you've probably watched or hate or love but you feel a connection to it so i think i would say to everyone who's listening to this really do think about why you are unique why you are different because if you are you will get my attention and when i say my attention i mean the attention of whoever it is that you're interested in in getting so you know if it's an event organizer or if it's your ceo or you know whoever it is uh if you offer something different to the marketplace something unique you can never be replaced you know if you're the person who has a unique view in the office they can never replace you because there's everyone else and then there's you and that's a okay. very very powerful place yeah, to be i think you're absolutely right so Okay, Maz, wrap us up. Uh, tip number five to uh, for having the X factor, what is it? Uh, I would say you have to have your one line. What's your one liner? So your one liner marries all of these things together, losing white yeah. noise, thinking differently, having a unique selling point. Uh, it's a marriage of all of them. So when people say to you, Lindsay, tell me about you. What are you going to say that's going to hook me in? If you're pitching something, what's the first line that you're going to say that hooks me in? Do you think every business that's successful started with one line that was interesting that someone said, that's interesting. Everything starts with one line. And if someone says to you, that's interesting, chances are they will buy your product. It's the start of a conversation. If your one line is rubbish, it's the end of a conversation. If it's really good, it's the start of a conversation. It always has to be the start of a conversation. It's it's very much when you meet someone and you say, what do you do? Or, you know, tell me about yourself. And they take the deep breath and then they start talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. And you know they've lost you in, in about the first 30 seconds of that. Um, yeah, it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. In TV, if we're not interesting in 30 seconds, you are gone. You will never come back. You'll tell people the show's rubbish. And for me... When I was making TV, that would be 30 million bucks down the drain. It's essentially, it's a million bucks a second. Nice. And if it's not interesting, in 30 seconds, it's over. And you know this yourself. How many times have you just, you'll flick on something, you'll give it 30 seconds. If it's not good, you're gonski. Yeah, you know, yeah. you can't be. You've got to stick yeah. around. And frankly, you know, the onus is on us to be interesting. It's not your job to be interested in my TV shows. It's my job. My job to make them interesting, so you're interested. And uh, I think that's something that would be tip six. Remember that it's not yeah. my job to be interested in you; it's your job to be interesting. It's your job. People's attention spans are so much tighter these days, aren't they? So anyway, yeah. So and we're less polite in the old days. We were a bit nicer, weren't we? We go, oh, that's interesting. When we really thought it wasn't. Yeah, uh, but so, I think so we're Matt, not that nice interesting. anymore. Um, I, one of my jobs. <laughs> One of my jobs on this program is to keep to time, and we are out oh. of time. And so it's Love been absolutely time. amazing getting a bonus uh, uh, tip. We've got six top tips instead of five. Thank you. Um, should our listeners want to get in touch with you and, uh, you know, pitch a million-dollar idea or maybe get some advice on how to pitch a million-dollar idea or whatever you do, what's the best way for them to, to connect with you? I quite like LinkedIn at the moment. So on LinkedIn, I'm Maz Speaks, M-A-Z Speaks, S-P-E-A-K-S. So Maz Speaks on LinkedIn. Drop me a line. Let's have a chat at. That's perfect. Thank you very much. 
Maz Ferretti, thank you to my co-host, Lindsay Adams. It's unique for us to be sitting in the same studio recording an episode for a change now that we are post-pandemic and all those other things. Thank you to our listeners. This is Rail Bricker and Lindsay Adams signing off for another edition of the Top 5 Podcast.